Welcome to the Nature's Image Farm podcast. We're glad you're here. I'm Greg. And I'm Susan. And together we're raising seven kids on the farm and learning life lessons along the way. So pull up a chair, rest your heels, and let's talk all things bees, homesteading, and the old time ways. Let's get after it. Well, hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to the Nature's Image Farm podcast. We're glad to have you. Yeah. It's um, it's so good to see all the folks in the comments here that we see uh, on a normal basis and uh, kind of see on our YouTube channel. And I just want to quickly shout out uh, uh, some of the folks who kind of tune in all the time. We've got uh, Jeremy Lindsay Homestead Farm. Jeremy, good to see you. We've got the Ian Stepler at the Canadian Beekeepers blog. Ian, good to see you. Looks like uh, Sandy had some uh, plans for drama time there for you, Ian. Lifetime TV network. You guys know about all those kind of things, don't you? I, I don't know. We don't have cable. Well, it's it's past Christmas time, so you don't have any <laughs> of those like overly sappy Lifetime Christmas movie things. To... I like the Hallmark um, movies, actually. Hallmark. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got Wayne calls the heart. Charlie Vance, West Virginia Hillbilly Honey. Uh, Charlie, I, I saw the message. I haven't uh, uh, taken the time yet to see it, but looking forward to seeing your brand new video. Um, if you haven't already, be sure to go check out uh, Charlie Vance, West Virginia Hillbilly Honey. He's got a brand new YouTube channel. Uh, go check him out. Uh, hit a like, comment, uh, show him some love. That'd be awesome. We've got our friend Todd Prater at the Loma Vista Bee Company. Uh, good to see you in here tonight. This oh, is it's a, a rainy day. Oh, it's a rainy day. Yeah, but he's in California. Oh, so it's 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 rainy oh, and probably man. seventy I'm so or sixty. Sorry to hear that. You know, They've had really, so much rain. Yeah, I hope we're doing. You're doing well. Well, tonight we are coming live from the stars. It's this is our first official broadcast coming to you from outer space. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. If you if you don't know you what can't we're talking, we're floating. It's pretty cool because we have struggled and struggled and struggled with internet connection out here. Um, we live way out here in the sticks, and it's just we're lucky to have uh, what we do. Yep. Um, but uh, it's extremely limiting, and a lot of times we wouldn't have service, or um, it's just if, if any kind of dirt work goes on the barely gravel road, it's it's always something. But we have uh, one of those um, Starlink uh, satellite connections now. Yeah. And on nights uh, like tonight, when you can see the stars and it's clear. Um, it's really good. So right now we're we're cruising around 20 megabytes or so, um, even with a little cloud cover. Which so is, hopefully it doesn't look like there's a cow in front of the internet or there's anything. Hopefully no cow blocking the internet this time. Um, so anyway, so we're looking forward to be able to bring uh, more broadcasts and then kind of share more of this farm life with everybody. And um, if anyone who has a YouTube channel or you guys um, know what it takes to kind of put these things together, um, these kind of formats are great because we can get content out there. We can reach you. We can have these conversations. 
Um, and I really enjoyed doing that, but it was, has been really hard um, in the past to do that. So that's one um, kind of exciting thing uh, to kind of come up for 2023 on the podcast and YouTube channels. We're going to be able to do uh, more Q and A's, more um, lives that not just beekeeping related only um, as our season kind of progresses. Um, a lot of uh, what we do on the farm that seasonally changes. Yeah. And there's going to be all, all kind of fun stuff to kind of bring y'all along with. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool right now. Fortunately we sold the cows off, so there won't be any cow talk. Well, it doesn't mean we can't talk cows and experiences. Uh, I have seen, um, uh, several, actually two different homesteaders that have lost their cows this season, which is so sad. And we did experience that. So we can speak to experiences, but we just can't speak to current, um, cow ownership. (laughs) This is the time, um, our, our, the, the winters are getting so terrible yeah. in this part of the country. It's so warm. It's so cold. The constant and quick up and down. You're, you're asking for pneumonia, it seems like, yeah. for, for anything on hoof. Um, and so, of course, you know, um, maybe we'll talk about that. That'd be a great episode in, in the future is, is dealing with um, that kind of loss, how you move in, how you cope. Um, and that's a whole, it's, there's, there's a lot of funny bright side um, to it all, but it can be really hard when you lose your family house, you milk and you, you love and you spend so much time with. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's heartbreaking for anybody. And aside from the heartbreak, it's expensive. Yeah. The expense, the, the expense that you, you, you know, bear from buying the cow, owning the cow and then having to bury the cow is that's heartbreaking on your wallet too. So. Yeah. There's, there's, it seems like there's nothing, um, inexpensive um, about homesteading. It's it's a quality of life that we choose. And while there's things that we can do um, to save money and live live frugally, um, a lot of these things when you're starting from scratch or starting from point zero um, are expensive. Then you oh, end yeah. up learning the lessons yep. and they cost you one way or the and other. Beekeeping is the same. I mean, people will say, oh, it's so expensive. I'm just going to give up because I lost my bees. Yeah, beekeeping is definitely uh, can be a challenge, especially when you get started trying to figure out how to keep them alive. More importantly, try to figure out how are we killing them, yeah, um, and then stop to try to to get past that and move on and, and to kind of grow things and get them into not not only physically sustainable situation, um, but that dirty word that no no one really wants to talk about, but getting into a financially sustainable um, situation. I would I would argue. Um, respectfully with anybody that while it is important to be environmentally sustainable and yeah. physically sustainable, um, we live in a capitalistic environment yeah. and we 100% have to be financially sustainable with these enterprises or we can't continue to do any of the work. We can't continue to do better. We can't continue to raise better bees or better cows or better tomatoes. We ha- the system has to be financially sustainable. Well, and it's all, I mean, everybody has hobbies and it's so super important to have those um, hobbies. And if you have it only as a hobby, that's absolutely fine. Right. But if you are doing it as a sideliner, then, you know, looking at it as a business and, and making those important choices in your business um, is is good. To, it's good to look at it that way. Yeah, it's it's one of those things we're going to definitely talk more in, in detail Um, Not only about the financial and physical and environmental sustainability aspects, um, but there's a lot that goes on um, to keep the family structure intact and sustainable while we figure all these things out. Yeah. Um, 
We're just getting back and catching our breath from um, the Hive Life Conference. We might still have dirty clothes. <laughs> we have dirty know. clothes. I'm, I'm just, I'm still, you know, it really, it really threw me off um, sleep patterns and just yeah. uh, tiredness and just, it really uh, threw me you off. You had before. very long days. Yeah, they were, they were long and demanding. I know we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is digging deep actually into some of these topics um, with guys like Ian Stepler. Um, where we kind of go into detail, uh, how do we, is there a balance? If there's a balance, how do we find it? If there's not a balance, what do we do to keep everything intact and moving forward? You know, I have to say that I'm jealous um, a little bit. I got to talk to some amazing people, super amazing people. And, but the only problem with talking to people uh, and behind a register is they feel as though they are holding me up. And, um, so I never even, I didn't even know that you interviewed some of these people. I didn't get to meet Ian at all. Um, so Ian, if you're watching, I would love for you to get with Greg and maybe we can three, all of us three sit down, even your wife and sit down. That's who you want to talk to. Ian and Sandy both came, um, I want to talk to both of you and we have you guys on the show and talk and other people. I, I don't even have all the footage. I don't haven't even seen everything as to who you all talk to, but I would love to have them back on the show and talk a little bit more um, in depth about what they do and and how they incorporate that into their family structure because, of course, I'm the mom family. <laughs> so it's a little different for me than it is for Greg. <laughs> well, that that's the what, what's interesting and I think what is uh, such an enormous blessing to be able to form these kind of relationships with folks, but um, to have these kind of conversations um, there are a just a slew of very awesome, positive, informative, educational outlets yeah. to learn how to make a split, yeah. uh, to learn how to make a queen, to how, how to raise a better crop of honey and do all these things. And those yeah. are fantastic. And it takes this kind of diversity, I think, to paint this kind of a picture where my mind goes and where my heart goes is I want, I want to dig in and, and learn how are these things working as a system, the systems thinking approach, which um, does include the financial aspect of it, the family aspect of it. How do we balance all these things together? How do we move these things forward? Oh, you know, yeah. some some folks are born into a family, and it's it's just they they they're born into the system. Um, folks like you and I, and a lot of homesteaders, um, we had to actually detach ourselves away from the modern system um, to start to put this new system in place to start raising our family different and to set that tone. And what's beautiful about that is now we've had kids born here on the farm yeah um right right here on the farm home birth that are, were born into the system if we've done anything right i think in my um in my mind is we are giving our children the opportunity to be um, raised in this system and have this as point zero reference um rather than the, the burden on what it took to put it back together um there's a lot more to talk about yeah. all of that and we will <laughs> definitely get there um this year uh, tonight we are celebrating our 100th video. Where is the thing? Do the no, no, there you go. Yay! Good, good job. He had all the yeah. Good job. I have all things. these funny buttons. I said the thing, and he knows what I mean because he knows I'm. I'm just hoping that this signal is actually broadcasting because as I look here, the little Wi-Fi thing keeps disappearing. So hopefully, it's actually going out there live. Is um, anybody still if anyone us, can, see if, us? If, if anyone can see us live and we're still going, um, shoot me a text or a message or leave a comment here 
um, because for right now, I'm not seeing anything. And I don't know. I think it's recording into the system. I think we might have lost our internet connection. Uh-oh. So. Okay. Uh, well, we'll just keep we'll going. We'll just keep rolling. Yeah. And if we lost you guys, um, we're looking forward to having the playback. We will. Yeah, we will post it. Promise. Um, post it. Promise. <laughs> so we're celebrating the 100th video. Yeah. Now, that's a big deal. High five. Did you get it? Yep. Here, one more, oh, one yeah. more time. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah. Why is that such a big deal? Well, it is. Um, let's see. Super big deal. Carly Vance, I see you. Great. Okay. Someone says you're live. Excellent. Okay. Appreciate awesome. it, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks. It, it, it's cool to have folks that are uh, in, our, uh, in our corner and batting for us and yeah. can, can give us some feedback there. Give you a heads up. <laughs> what? You know, if you're on YouTube, if you, if you have a YouTube channel, 100 videos might not be a big deal to you. It is for us because, listen, if I can do anything more than once, I'm winning. If I can do it twice, it's even better. <laughs> like the only thing I've stuck to is marriage and that's, kids. <laughs> that's true. We're, we're going on 23 years. Uh, so somehow I haven't ran you off. So that's that's good. Why, why is 100 videos special? Well, what a lot of folks don't know um, about our YouTube channel is we actually have had this YouTube channel for seven years. What? Uh, seven years. Um, when you look at a lot of folks, their Our YouTube twins channels. Our are almost eight. Right. So as long as they've kind of been, you know. Right. And we were actually putting videos out even before then on a different channel back when I was in the band and um, things like that. But what what's so interesting is we've been doing this for seven years. Yeah. And what I want um, folks to, the, the, the takeaway for this is just because you are, are you're putting videos of yourself or your content out there and you don't feel like it's hitting, you don't feel like folks are watching, you don't feel like it's making a difference, you have to you have to really understand why it is that you're putting those videos out. If you're just doing it to try to create revenue or uh, to get the likes or the comments, well, then you might need to reframe uh, the context that you're working within. Yeah. From the very beginning, our heart was in just sharing um, our experience. And um, for a little while there, we kind of got into a little bit of trouble with um, the type of videos that we were putting out um, because we were sharing a little bit, maybe too much from the homestead. Uh, yeah. Years ago, we ran into a lot of issues. Um, if there was blood involved, um, we it was like our channel got ghosted. And um, yeah, was, unfortunately, we eat meat. And so we are butchering we, I on don't the homestead. Think, we probably don't have to explain to this crowd the... The, uh, the intimacy and the nuance of raising your own meat, raising animal husbandry, and then having the honor um, of taking um, that animal's life in your own hand to turn that into protein, to put that into the freezer um, is one of the greatest blessings I think man has um, on earth um, as a steward of this land. Um, but uh, long story short, um, we, we... YouTube world didn't like that. YouTube world <laughs> didn't like that. We absolutely got ate, ate up alive. And um, so we've we've tried to um, re reframe um, our approach on that, and the beekeeping things just started yeah, to catch more traction. Safe. Yeah, some, somehow you know, possibly being stung by thousands and thousands of critters that can kill you is um, safe, but um, it's harder for PETA, I think, to uh, the, to sharpen an axe at you when it comes to beekeeping um, than it is when you're you're butchering animals, and we weren't showing or being disrespectful no. uh, we weren't we didn't we didn't do it in any any kind of um out of sorts way it was a it, we, we did everything um with respect and reverence but still um it was an issue so we've been at this for seven years um i think some of our earliest videos are loading pigs feeding pigs 
uh, maybe smoking hams in the, in the, in the, our smoker out back here. Um, but it's been seven years in the making, and we're just now at 100 videos. I, I think there's a big takeaway there. What's your takeaway? Well, I think the same could be said not only for a YouTube channel, but if you're starting a bee yard or a bee business or any business, you know, it's, it's kind of cliche to say, but slow and steady wins the race. You know, it, it's one thing if we want to have an immediate or instant success. Um, and it's another thing to slowly go towards that. I think when you, um, I want to believe that I'm saying this because this has been my experience. Um, but I don't know that how we would have handled, you know, if we would have went from one subscriber to we're almost at 6,000 subscribers overnight, I don't know that we would have had the fundamentals, the methods, or the talents to necessarily um, harness that to keep making a positive impact in the community. But slowly getting here, we've developed a style, we've developed um, how we share this information, and the community has, has kind of been built um, around that. So I think slow and steady, digging in, knowing that, hey, we don't have to have uh, a viral video, we don't have to um, have videos that are just hitting on all cylinders. Um, what's most important is that you we share what it is that we're doing um, with our folks here, with this community, and that's the message. When, when something's put on our heart to do it, we just do it. We put it out there. One thing that we don't do is when we put videos out, we I, I, I'm trying to get better about following up with the comments uh, and interacting that way. But it's, it's almost like when something's put on our heart, we put that message out and then we're back to just we're back to work. Um, and then capturing the next thing. Um, we're not really focused or looking at the analytics or trying to track or trying to do all these things. I'm not saying, and if you do, that's bad, but we're just, what is on our heart is to put the message out there and then get right back to work, get back in the mud and the guts and the blood and just get, get moving um, forward again. What about you? What's, what's been your takeaway on this seven year process to get to a hundred videos? Well, I, I kind of look at it the way we've done life and we didn't acquire anything quickly. Yeah. Um, and uh, so like, I feel like we have been so busy living life that recording it came second. And so although we have tons of memories and if we went back and showed you guys the pictures and videos that we've taken, just never released, okay. never published, never edited. Um, there would be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. But what we did is we invested in the people that were right here in this home in those seven years. So the hundred that you've are the ones that either meant the most to us, meant the most in that time period, in that time frame or that we had the time to share. And so even though we didn't take the time to share every moment in our life with YouTube, doesn't mean we weren't living those moments. We were enjoying them with our children, building our community. Right. You know, the, the, the time we spend with our children is tons. And the time that we invest in our actual community here locally is a lot and where we were hosting uh tons of hours of hosting people and building a local community we didn't record we we did we recorded it we took pictures we did all those things but we didn't post those things um and 
I think it doesn't lessen the importance because we didn't post it. I just think it allowed us to enjoy those moments. Um, and in, in either way, we also were raising <laughs> seven children, <laughs> two of which were born at the same time. So, you know, raising <laughs> twins. Wait, how many kids? <laughs> Oh, I hope they can actually hear that instead of just <laughs> us. <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah, seven children. The last two are twins. And that was a handful. And I already had five. So five and then to add twins to the mix was life altering. <laughs> you you might say the, the twins was the buy one, get one free. I always say they're a BOGO. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, we'll just try for one more. And God laughed and said, <laughs> oh, is that what you here's, thought? Here's here's one extra. Buy one, get one but free. Those are good points because, you know, when you're when you're busy in the season doing the work, you don't necessarily have the time to even capture the content, let alone edit the content. We tried to capture those moments along the way, uh, but a lot of it was um, just just so covered in it yeah. that that's all we could do. Well, it was just literally you know, go out, do the chores, keep the kids alive, homeschool, homestead, rinse, repeat. You know, we literally had time to eat and sleep and that was it. And when you're living life in survival mode, that's what you do. You just do the things you need to do to be able to get up and next the next day and do the same thing. So yes, as we were living in survival mode, we were doing all those things. We were living that. We were doing doing the work we just didn't have time to actually post the work because it's only Greg and I doing those things, doing the work. Now that our children are growing, they're doing a lot of things we've been, we were doing those first seven years and they're able to pitch in and help more as they grow, which is an amazing thing. And so I see where we've taken the time to train and raise helpers and I'm seeing the fruit of that, right. you know, investment in the, uh, the time we took to do those things. Putting putting work into your kids, putting work into the community, I think, um, is one of those things that it, it goes without being said. But that's that takes precedence. Oh yeah. Um, over capturing or editing or putting um, videos out. Um, so it's not that I'm I'm disappointed um, in any of that. I am just thankful that we were able to somehow balance a large family the farm, the business, um, the community, all those aspects that we um, have that make up the fullness of our life that we were able to um, put out this many videos is amazing. And and they range everything from, um, I'm not sure how much the butchering stuff is still on there, but it ranges ev everything from how to, how to load a trailer full of hogs easily <laughs> without doing a single thing, let them do all the work um, so that when you take them for their one bad day, there's no stress um, on the animal yeah. from that all the way to um, wax dipping boxes. I mean, the list, it's just so many. We've got some new videos um, getting ready to come out. Um, one of the cool things about the Hive Life um, conference is that we sat down, uh, met so many at the podcast booth and recorded these interviews. Um, and um, it's so cool what we have um, put together for everybody um, is the Hive Life interview series um, here at Nature's Image Farm. We're looking forward to putting um, all these videos out. There's at least a dozen super awesome um, interviews um, from um, all the folks that you've heard you, that you love and some new names that you maybe don't even know yet. Uh, and these interviews are global. 
um, every, every, from all across, not only the United States and Canada, but even Sweden. We were able to sit down with Yasmin and to talk with her. And that was one of my favorite conversations um, because it goes back to some of our earlier, um, the, some of the earlier tenants of the homestead um, that were revolved and based around permaculture. And she was just telling me and talking to me about her food forest and the animals and all the systems and beekeeping. And it was an awesome conversation. I'm looking forward to getting that one out too. Um, but so, so keep an eye out for the Hive Life interview series yep. um, with incredible guests, guys and, and, and ladies that you guys know, Ian Stepler. Uh, we've got Gus Mitchell on there. We've got Greg Rogers, which is a fantastic interview. Um, that was a, there was a lot to learn uh, from Greg Rogers. Um, we've got Mike Barry. We had Steve Jimenez from Highest for Hero stop in. Fred Dunn. Um, Yappy in his cup. Yappy and and this missing tumbler. Um, it was just so incredible. To What's the um, guy Burns? David, David Burns. Burns. David Burns stopped in. Of course, we had the stream team, a part of a lot of those. So that's going to be a fun way to share. Um, what what I what I really love about these conversations is they're not just beekeeping related. It's life related. It's how do we balance bees and the business and life and family. How do we make these things work? What were some hard lessons learned? Yeah. So we dig deep. That's where my that's where my mind and heart is is digging deep, not into the technical aspects of beekeeping, but into the technical aspects of the heart and the mind of the beekeeper. Yeah. Because the, I think that's an, an incredible reflection of our beekeeping, when you better understand the beekeeper. Um, and a lot of us, I think, are drawn to beekeeping because we're learning both. We're learning more about ourselves. Yeah. We're also learning about the bees. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to that. We also have a brand new kind of interview spinoff um, series by our daughter, Izzy. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so excited for her. I think she kind of found her voice there. Uh, she had not even planned on doing anything other than helping me with the booth. And she said, Daddy, I think I want to do some interviews. And so Greg said, well, heck yeah, of course you can. <laughs> of course. Let's do it. And let's see, you know, where it goes from there. If you don't like it or you decide, no, nah, that wasn't for me, it's no big deal. It's just a little phone space, you know? So she just took off and ran with it and she's been posting it. Now, where is she posting it again? Okay. So um, there are um, Izzy interviews um, and she so far has got uh, Steve Jimenez. She just released the one with Bob Benny. She has so many exciting names. She even has one um, interview that would be the very first um, that has never even been put out there. Um, but she's putting that on our Nature's Image Farm TikTok channel. And she's also putting it on our Instagram channel at Nature's Image Farm. And then she's going to be re releasing them as shorts um, on our YouTube channel. So no matter what the um, what the, the social uh, platform is, she's putting that information out there. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun to see um, how she edits it, the the storyline that she kind of um, shares. But I'm so proud of her for her saying, I, I think I want to do this. And then we just give her the opportunity and she just goes out there and just I thought she did a fantastic job uh, kind of doing those things. So that, that's, I think that's it's cool. I think it's great. I, I love that our kids have that entrepreneur spirit. They take after their dad. And so I just think. I think that was great that she actually said, dad, I want to try this. And, yeah. and she was, she, you know, cause it can be nerve wracking. I can't even imagine going up and I'm an adult going up to adults and asking them for an interview. And she did. And she, she did a great job. Um, 
So I'm excited to see those as they come out. You both were kind of just running all over and doing all these things. And I was, you know, staying afloat behind the counter. So I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad everybody else got to, I, I missed so much of Hive Life because I didn't leave the booth, <laughs> but I'll you just have to watch along I, with I got you guys. I got on you a little bit because I, I can remember just being in the thick of it. Um, and it was all that I could do to be present and available and there for every single person who wanted to take time out to come see us and say hi um, and just to talk with us and, and visit. I wanted to, to give them my absolute all and best, every yeah. single person. Yeah. And so, and then I remembered, oh man, we actually have a, a booth. We're trying to sell some things. And I would look over and see you and Izzy or Jake or whoever was helping out, totally had it taken care of. And you were visiting and you know, meeting with your own set of people. And I was so proud of you because I just remember thinking, man, she is so awesome that you can do so many things, not only at once, but just do each individual thing so well. Um, and I, and I, that's really important, um, not only as a, uh, a bee yard, um, as a business or a marriage, but you got to be able to work together as a team. You have, even when, um, what I loved about it is just like a lot of things in our life, you know, we both have strengths and weaknesses yeah. that I think um, complement each other. Knowing that you're over there just handling business, getting it done, um, smiling, shaking hands, meeting with folks, talking with them, um, enjoying those visits and running the register. It was a huge relief for me to know that, okay, we're, we're squared away. They've got that totally good to go. Um, I'll stay here in my lane and we'll do this. She'll do that. And then together we're able to accomplish um, such a huge task um, that a lot of folks were not looking for a pat on the back at all. Um, but it, it takes, it's such an enormous doing um, to be able to present a booth at Hive Life um, like that, especially when we're such a um, small business and large family. We have literally put um, everything on the line physically, financially, everything that it took to get us in, in Nature's Image Farm to Sevierville, Tennessee for the Hive Life Conference to try to support the community, give them some great buys on some great products, be there to meet with folks and to have that entire experience. Um, it takes a lot to do that. And there's no way in the world that we could have done that if we didn't have you run the booth. So I'm going to thank you for all that too. Oh, well, thank you. I obviously can't do it without you, but I think we appreciate each other's hard work that an effort that we put into everything. And I know that he's good at what he does and he knows I'm good at what I do. And when we need help, we speak up and say, Hey, can I, can, can I get you over here for a second, please? <laughs> <laughs> so we, you'd say that, or I'd toss you a peanut butter and honey over the boxes and frames and, yeah, and, uh, or get you a water and he would do the same for me. So, and we had friends and friends and Izzy's to get us Starbucks occasionally. That was wonderful. So caffeine and pure energy and and uh, enthusiasm. We ran on a lot of enthusiasm. We were, it's it's like the let's see what is that song? Um, who sings that song? Living on Alan Jackson, living on love. Oh, on living time. on love. Yeah, we don't, were don't just we it, were but. hive life and <laughs> we were living the hive life life um, on love. That's that's very little sleep. Yeah. And sometimes some food. <laughs> yeah, but of course, you know, we, we would uh, <laughs> we would totally do that again. And 
uh, we'll do it again um, over and over again. So um, that's 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 was was cool um, for us to do. I got to thank uh, B Apothecary was um, a booth just across the way. My voice was going out almost immediately. Yes. Oh yeah. Did I bring that over here? I think you got a bunch of stuff right there. Yeah. No, well, they I got their pamphlet, but the rest of the stuff is in the kitchen where you've been. I've been letting you use it. So we went over and talking with uh, with Lori and her husband, and um, they uh, they gave us some propolis spray and it or, yeah oil propolis oil, and it really helped uh, get my throat squared back away so I could keep talking and and, and keep going. And then of course I said, hey, you got to go over and check it out. Then you bought a bunch of stuff and uh, brought it back. So that was. I did. I appreciated. Cool. She's so knowledgeable and she was able to help me figure out what would be the best for you as far as what you may like versus what you don't because they have such a wide variety propolis oil, tinctures, gluten free tinctures, even, which is amazing for a lot of people that struggle with gluten um, allergies. So if you still want to be able to do tinctures and need those, then you can do it with the gluten free tinctures um, and throat sprays and nasal sprays and all kinds of, I mean, just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful artwork, beautiful booth, the apothecary out of our local Ohio, Lancaster, Ohio is where they're out of, but then, um, they are, oh, I love this is our desire to share the amazement of God's design in the honeybee. Beautiful artwork. Great job. I loved, so, loved meeting her. And so thanks for, uh, my, my pipes, my vocal vocal cords, throat, whatever that was. We thank you. Yeah. I was losing it and going hoarse. Between there. you and Cayman, they both said uh, that, that they, they were losing their voices. Well, I tell you, one of the most, the coolest things about uh, the Hive Life Conference is the people. Oh, yeah. I think it's time for some honey shout outs. While we didn't have honey to trade. We did. Uh, we had a little bit. We had a little bit. Yeah, the sweet talk this one here to get it. Um, but a lot yeah, of folks talk me nicely. A lot of folks just wanted to come gift us um, some honey and some other cool things. So we want to take um, just a couple minutes uh, to say thanks um, for all the folks who uh, brought us honey, and we're going to go ahead and, and, and showcase you right here on the show. So we've yep. got we got a whole stack of honey. It's going to be cool because you're going to be able to see different types of honey and containers and all those kind of things. So uh, let's get going. Okay. All right. So we're going to. This one's beautiful. Um, so we've got, um, are you saying them or you want me to hand them to you? Oh, we can, we can go it? a little each. We have, uh, furry woods, honey farm, and that a cute little jar. And it even came with a, uh, a little And let's hope dipper. all these are correctly. Cause I had to very carefully, um, put these into, um, buckets to travel. Cause we had to go home to Ohio from Tennessee in a big truck. And so hopefully that, that thing came with that because I, I don't know for sure. Um, because a lot of these were given to you and not me. Um, and a lot of people just came up and put them on the top there. And even the kids were saying, well, if you want to, you know, be showcased. So we've got, uh, from the Grillmeister apiary whipped Chesapeake honey and Grillmaster and low country gold. Look Those at that. look awesome. That looks like a barbecue sauce. Maybe man almighty. That's that's pretty. I Between like those, Greg I like and Nathan, our oldest jars. Nathan likes to grill stuff, so he might use that too. Get a little taste. Now this one's cool. This is a uh, uh, looks like Apen Bees North Carolina Purple Honey, oh. um, and I can rem I remember this fellow um, come up and show me this. The the, the honey is actually. Uh, you can, can I smell it? it? 
Yeah, taste it. I want to see. It's um, it's actually nearly it's Ooh. purple in color. Ooh, I love pur purple. Is actually my favorite color. So there's that. It's super um, good, isn't did it? Did you try that? It's so good. It's unique. Wow. Ooh, that tastes so good. Good job. Okay, this one has Proverbs sixteen twenty four on it. Nice. Ooh, sweet Harlan honeybee. So, oh, that's uh, old uh, Jamie Wynn, who was on the stream team. Uh, he had uh, they won the wax block blue ribbon. Ooh! So thanks for that. Beautiful. All right, this one has my name on it because he gave it to me. That's old Randy Southerd at the uh, Tar Heel Beekeeper, uh, Candler, North Carolina. Isn't that nice? Look at that. Look at that, honey. That's cool. Yeah, but notice it's Randy knows me, and if he wants something to get to Susan, he's got to put her name on it. He handed it to me, so it <laughs> had my name on it. Thank you very much. That's cool. Staying with me. That's a pretty jar. Oh, that is beautiful. But what now? Okay, I want to know who says muth and who says muth. Muth. Muth or muth? I don't know. Muth. I me call and, I called a muth. Me and uh, Bruce were talking about that yeah. because he brought muth jars. Muth. Muth. This is from Sadie B's Tennessee local wildflower, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Isn't that pretty? Oh, that's beautiful. I like that. Those those muth muth jars are just you can't. I mean, those are beautiful jars. Yeah. I mean, because I have one just on display because I love jars. <laughs> okay. There's this one just says one. Honey Thornberry Drive, uh, Harleysville, Pennsylvania, and Tasker. I like the, I like that small little queen line That's bottle cute. with the wide top. I like that. That was the same. And then, uh, oh, this must be from, uh, this just must, must be Greg's Divi. I put Hill Susan's. Keeper. Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, this is from old I like Joey. that downward squeeze bottle. It's like Joey Rawls, uh, Rawls Apiary. I saw his name. Yeah, on the Franklinton, live stream. Louisiana. Ooh, Louisiana. That cool? came far. But that one. Bar Bears Den, honey. Bears Den, honey. Leeds in Moody, Alabama. Oh. Isn't that cool? I like that wide squirty squeeze. Top. And look at the. That's a pretty color too. Mm -hmm. It's pretty. Okay, this one is from now. He didn't have a label or anything on it because he gave it. He gave it to me, and so I put his name on it because I said I'm not going to remember this. So I got to write your name it to on you? it. Yeah. So what's mine is yours, and what's yours is yours. No, no, no. What what's mine is mine, and what's mine is what's yours is mine. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna share? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one is actually very dark. The next one over there too, and the black lids. Look. Smell it. Yeah. Smells like um, oh, it smells like sorghum or molasses. I bet it's buckwheat honey. Look at that. All I know is that oh, that's good. It's my handwriting, so it's mine now. Mm. That's nice. Oh, and this and that's oh. from Joel Nolan too. Okay, that's well, like cream honey. And I no, 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 no. You're gonna know. Oh, it smells like oh, maple, it smells like maple, maple creamed honey. Maple creamed honey. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta get a little piece of that. I'm just gonna do a little bit. Sorry, a little bit. Sorry. If uh, food eating videos aren't your thing, sorry. Should we do freeze-dried food-eating videos? <laughs> oh, man. Joe, that is super good. Got just a little hint of maple in there, just right. Mm, mm. So good. That'd be good on a peanut butter sandwich. It would be, wouldn't it? I'm going to totally mess up that Pfeffernessa. Pfeffer so this one's, this one's pretty cool. Um, it's a... I just did an Ace Ventura thing. Pfeffernessa. Pfeffernessa. 
Pfeffernuss, um, which is, um, I guess it's the German or Swedish. German cookie thingy? Um, yeah. You know, those. Um, my grandma used to make these um, Anna's Pitzel cookies with that Anna's. Like, yeah, the but black these are like, flavors. you do it like a roll out bread dough and right. then you cut it real small. Mm-hmm. But that's, but that's the, uh, that's the flavor. Cream honey. Is it probably, the flavor of the cream honey. It does smell like anise. Good luck with that. I got the lid stuck on there. There it, it goes. I don't think anybody asked you to smell it though. Ooh. Well, it's, it got a little, it's a little cold. I'll have to scoop, scoop that one out when I get some sweet heat utensils. That one will be for the kids. That was from, uh, that was from Bee Bum. Oh, Adams, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yep. yep. We got distracted. Sweet heat, raw honey infused with hot peppers, Creek Town Bee Farm. That's cool. cool. So cool. And this one's a cute little spoon. That's cute. That's cool. That's from uh, Thomas and Lula Degan. Oh, they are so sweet. It was so busy. We didn't get a chance to. Uh, I did. I got to hang out with them a little, little, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, when we weren't, we slowed down. I think it was either when people were eating. It was like we got a little slow lull where you could catch your breath. And that's when they'd come visit me. <laughs> we were trying to uh, find time and go have a bite to eat with them. And just one thing just got crazy after another. And oh, I don't even know what happened as far as I'm, I don't even know how we got through that. I'm not bar. sure you remember even eating. I don't think I, I don't remember much yet. This one, get your hands off of that one, miss. This now, Miss Ruth Rourke gave that to me. I'll share a little bit, but that is whipped honey butter. Whatevs, I'll take and it. And that is so good. Thanks, Ruth. That is awesome. She's so sweet. She, she took a picture with me. She's definitely uh, Ricky's better half. Yes. Although he's nice too. He's nice. Yeah, but I like her. Yeah. Yeah. She's sweet. And she took a picture with me. Ricky didn't. So there's that. <laughs> Uh, Gotta remember the wives, guys. This is old uh the Beehive Homestead, Jared, I believe. It's pretty cool. Thanks That's for so that. That's so cute. That's such a cute jar. That is an, that I would, like that jar. So those are those are things you want to look at These and go, the, that would be a great gift jar. That would be. You know, put it in a gift basket with mm -hmm. a couple other things, and it is just the cutest thing ever. Yep. And these honey squeeze bears, too. Right. Uh oh, this is a uh, Nielsen Honey Farm. Yeah, they're great. Uh they're out in Texas. Um, we actually met them first at the uh, Nebraska, the Hives for Heroes conference. Well, you did. I didn't go to that. We have children to stay alive, keep alive. Now, this one's this one's really cool. Um, this looks like it's a bottle of wine. I thought, whoa, who's this dude <laughs> flexing? Said, I don't really drink, so I'm not sure if that's for me. No, and <laughs> it's funny. This is from uh, uh, Paul Hale over at Hale Hives. Um, isn't that pretty cool? It's got some really fancy, I don't even know how to say that. Miel Doré. I don't know. We day don't, Louisiana. We don't fancy stuff like that, but uh, good thing it's honey. <laughs> there it is, ripened, extracted, and bottled at Hale Hives Apiaries, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. uh, Non-alcoholic. That was a nice touch. <laughs> mm -hmm. isn't, that, isn't that cool? So, uh, Hale Hives, thank you for that. I don't know who gave this to us, but they're delicious. And if you're if you're checking out this live stream later, and you and you say, "Oh shoot, I didn't even know they have a live stream on Sunday nights." It was just something that we were uh, uh, putting we're together. Available. So we appreciate everyone who's uh, joining on on no notice. Nice to see you on here. Um, we also have, uh, I didn't get a chance to spend any time with them, um, but uh, old uh, Hillbilly Earl stopped by and gave us a, a mystery pack of uh, 
some kind of candy, it looks like. And um, he uh, brought us some Apis samples to, to try. Um, and he's got a nice letter in there. Um, I think these are like a pepper, peppermint pest sticks that what you slide in the entrance of your So you don't eat your them. Colonies. Boy, no, it's, I hope not, he... it's not candy for you. Oh, I was going to say, did you tell us? No. Oh, it is peppermint. Peppermint. Thanks, Earl, for uh, taking the time to um, put us some goodies together. Earl's got us some uh, destructions on what that's about. Uh, but it looks like these are um, uh, Hillbilly Earl's homemade peppermint treatment. So okay, awesome. So thanks for that, Earl. We'll give that a shot. Um, I didn't. I felt bad because I didn't get a chance to spend any time. There was so um, many with, people with that um, came in. Yeah, there were so many folks watched and saw that you literally didn't have a time time yeah. to breathe. And so you'll have to, we'll have to apologize for not having more than the hours in the day that were left at the conference. But we needed more time. But I don't know that I could physically held up for any more time. No. But um, so Earl, thanks for that. And for everyone we didn't get to spend as much time with, uh, we're sorry about we that. We do appreciate um, you. Yeah, but uh, maybe we'll catch you next time. Uh, Butler's milk chocolate flake I, truffles. Listen, I don't. I can't remember who. who I don't know, but I appreciate it because Izzy and I were enjoying but some they chocolate. Are so good. Oh, man. Um, so thanks for that. Okay. Or so I got a stack from, here. It's getting ready. If you guys hear I a actually bought, loud crash. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. Um, so this gentleman, um, posted about his, uh, help me out the hive tool that his, um, Oh, the, forged. Uh, the forge, the forge guy. Yes. And I went over, got Jake one cause he's oh, nice. interested in that. And he gave me these free seeds. Kunzer um, honey farm. Yep. He posted on the hive life, um, uh, page. And then um, he gave some, he was giving out free seeds while they lasted. And I got leather butter for the gloves to re to recondition them this winter. Nice, uh, you know, for the summer because mine are all oh, propolis up and you know pretty stiff, and um, so they have to get you know. Eventually, you might need more than sweat and bee stings to condition your leather. Yeah. <laughs> So, so anyway, uh, I appreciated that. that he had Honey that. Farm. So, yep. Mr. Coonser, thank you. That was one of the only booths I got to go see. So I didn't get to see very many either. I know. And one lovely gentleman, Jason Smith over at Hickory Hives from Hickory Hives gave us a bunch of these seeds. And one um, is for a giant pumpkin and one pack. There's several packs of each um, is for the loofah gourd. Cool. And I am excited to try these. I've tried to grow loofah in the past, but I have a better patch to put it in this year. And if Greg um, actually clears some more trees, I'll even have a better loofah loofa patch. So, no, not so much. Okay. I might have to get the chainsaw myself. <laughs> we'll That's what Jason Smith's over in uh, Pennsylvania, Hickory Hives. Uh, I got to meet him earlier in the year. Uh, he stopped down to uh, Jason Crook's uh, oh, okay. BB, BBQ down in uh, uh, Warwick, Maryland. So yeah. I got to meet him uh, and a bunch of other folks there for the first time. So Jason, thanks for uh, thanks for giving us those seeds. We'll put them to good use. And the this couple was not at the conference, but we just appreciate all of our community. We do. Um, there are so many folks that we'd like to thank. Um, you know, when we had that storm come through and just wiped out a bunch of colonies, 
um, it, it's you when those things happen, you're trying to process like what what you know. Sometimes you you even are guilty of saying why me, what you know, why this, why here, um, and you have to go through a mental process. And you have to work through, and you got to dig in. You just got to start picking up those pieces, like you've seen in that video um, that we did. Um, but we've got um, a local family here who um, they they sent you a little card. Yeah, and um, so if you can see that, it says. She handed the bee the lighthouse, put the bees and the lighthouse, and she wrote us a note and put I she put two bookmarks in there for me, and we just adore this family. And I'm gonna read it. Um, no, because it's a personal note to me, so I don't want to read it. But it I do want to thank them. Susan, Greg is so awesome. I don't think that's what Melinda said, but no. <laughs> I think what's important to read is this scripture here. Okay. Okay. So, okay. I'll let you read it because you're a better reader than me. Okay. I'm I get a little cracky. On. I do do read alouds with my children, but they appreciate the way I read. So um, this is in reference to the, the whole lighthouse hive, the storm that came through and that situation that we found ourselves in. Um, but uh, it says, and not only this, but we celebrate in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance and perseverance proven character and proven character hope and hope does not disappoint because the love of god has been poured out within our hearts through the holy spirit who was given to us romans 5 3 through 5 um and there's some um some personal notes in there but uh, that that's it may it means a lot when folks will take the time to not only write you a note or to say hey you know we're thinking of you um, but to have folks with such good hearts out there doing good work, um, kind of just reach out like that really meant a lot to us. So yeah, so they're they're amazing, so and Melinda I just had to Scott say, born, yeah. thank you. And so hopefully she gets to feeling better and can come to some of the learning yards this summer, yeah. and we can chat and and hang out and and uh, you know fellowship together. So I thank you so much, and we always we just appreciate everybody that. It comes into our life and sometimes we don't get to say it live, but I do get to today. Thank you uh, for all the thoughts, um, all the notes, um, all the honey, um, all of today's honey and today's honey shout outs are going to go on display um, at the shop. We're actually going to have to build a new display wall Isn't that fun? Um, at oh, this point. So I don't know how many we've, we're well over probably a hundred um, different jars from folks from all across the country. Yeah. Um, so, um, as we get this new shop kind of put together, we're going to, um, get that on. So I want to thank you guys for stopping by the booth, dropping off some honey and some gifts. It means uh, so much to us that you would think, um, so much of us to do that. It really does mean a lot. Um, I also want to thank our members. We have uh, a membership only section of the YouTube channel that we're looking forward to getting more, uh, members only content out. Um, some discounts on B products, um, some exclusive uh, Q and A's that are private for those folks too. I want to take a second and go ahead and thank. Do you Joe. want to use my glasses? I'm gonna have to use okay. your glasses there. Uh, but Mr. Joe Nolan, Joe uh, also gave us some honey that he I stopped know. off there. He it gave was great. Me some honey. We have uh, Lisa uh, Gowan at the uh, Grammy Midwife Suburban Homestead um, there on YouTube. Our, our friend B Original Tennessee Tim, Checkers, uh, Darren Cap. Uh, Ed over at Son of One, uh, our pal Phil at uh, Cedar Ridge Bees, Droning Outdoors, Scott's Bees, Phil over at 33 Mile Bees, 
and our buddy Brian at Castle Hives. Thank you guys. Um, You're awesome. While that, you know, that that $5 a month, um, we're going to try to do better and get a lot more of that content out for you guys. But I just want you to know um, how much even that $5 a month um, put together, how much that helps us just to keep doing all the things that we're trying to do here. It helps us be that lighthouse um, to help somebody else to put the message out. It, it, it means a lot. So I want to thank you guys uh, for that too. So here we are seven years later, 100th video. Um, we're living the hive life. Um, what? Let's talk a little bit about what is it like for a small business uh, to put together um, what it takes to go show and be a part and present at Hive Life? Ooh, well, it took the better part of the entire December season. So although I would have loved to do all the Christmassy things that, you know, everybody else and on social media does, we, we usually keep things simple anyway, but in the last couple of years, we've had to keep it more simple because we are prepping for this conference and it takes every bit of workforce we have to get ready for that. And especially this year, because we had the hiccup of the truck. <laughs> it seemed like there was, you know, Hive Life prep started really almost after Hive Life last year. We start thinking about, okay, here's our booth. Here's what we did. What do we want to kind of put together? Here's all these things that we're trying to put in place um, for next year. And I mean, just a month before Hive Life, not even just weeks before, um, I started having this this one tooth back here that I kept putting off and putting off and putting off. I had a root canal maybe 10 years ago and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse where I started getting pain that was going all through my jaw, down into my shoulder, down into my neck, and it was just getting to be so intense. Um, so I finally had to go in and have an emergency tooth pulled. Um, and the problem is they couldn't pull it. They had to cut that rascal out. Um, and if you've ever had a tooth pulled that goes sideways and they have to cut it out, um, it can be pretty intense. Um, and so if that wasn't bad enough, the pain never stopped. The yeah. Seven full days of pain. And I finally said, well, you're going in to see what's going on. Uh, you know, after seven days of no it choice. getting worse and worse and worse, you know, yeah. I'm taking like four Advil and a Tylenol every two to three hours just to, just to stop stay um, not pain-free, but just it was just to keep it into a manageable um, situation. And then all of a sudden, that all that stopped working. You can just feel something bad, wrong, festering. And um, I guess tooth infections and things in your jaw is not something you probably want to let go. No. But um, so we, I went back in and they looked, and sure enough, it was the tooth in front of it also had a massive abscess and infection underneath. Um, and then so... If you just brush those rascals, you wouldn't have that problem. I just... I have, no, we have really bad genetics. Yeah, I mean, it, on both sides, I do and he does. So good luck, kids. <sighs> yeah, really. They won the genetic lottery for bad teeth in, in uh, a family. So they, they pulled that next tooth. So two um, teeth in the matter of seven days. They pulled the next one, and I got some relief from the some 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 relief but then all of a sudden it's, it comes shooting back um really i mean even till the day we were leaving for hive life i would i would reach i could feel something catching it was cutting up my jaw there was something really like a razor blade stuck inside of my gum 
And sure enough, from the last tooth that they pulled, there was a tooth fragment in there. So what is any good, respectable hillbilly, what do you do? Grab a pair of needle nose pliers and you pull the rest of it out. And uh, I got that thing out of there. And as soon as I pulled it out of there, it was just like an explosion of pain relief and pressure just started going away. And I tell you, I've never been so happy driving down the road. Um, so that was a huge thing because, you know, I'm not complaining and I'm not saying that that's anything worse than what anybody else has to deal with, but that totally takes over your brain. Uh, you're not feeling good. You can't eat. You're not sleeping. You're, you're not thinking straight. Um, it affects all the, the those decision-making yeah. processes and all those kind of things. Um, and then I, my brand new uh, Duramax um, had a uh, deaf heater and wiring harness uh, go out, which they're prone with. Don't even get me started on modern day trucks and deaf Where's systems. the wah, wah, wah? Yeah, Where's the... Uh, I should be on the board. You should be on the board. It was just... I'm thankful that it went out when it did because had we had problems down, you know, halfway there or back, that could have been really bad. Yeah. But we had, a, you know, a 36 foot box truck or a 36 foot cargo trailer. We could have loaded all of our wares and things. But when the truck weeks goes down, before, weeks before, <laughs> you know, we got actually got it in enough time. But then when the truck goes down now, what are you going to do? Well, you make lemonade from lemons. You do the best you can. Yeah. We just had to figure out what do we do? Scramble now to get, down there because we certainly can't cancel now. Although, you know, maybe we, maybe we should have, maybe we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't have gone. And then you think, well, maybe this is what we're supposed to do. Just not go. But then we knew that wasn't right. And so and that's that we always dig in. We always, we, I, what's, what's interesting is when all this is going wrong, it's how you deal with it in that moment. Um, that matters. And when you're surrounded by kids and it's a family life and all these things are going wrong, you know, they're watching you even if you don't think they are. It is one of those things where you just have to move past it and stay positive and put together a new plan, then execute. And so while yeah. it's not as easy as just getting from point A to point B, you have to get there, um, whether it's a, a truck breaking down, whether it's um, losing one of your out yards to uh, a, a storm. Well, there's, it's always something and it, it, it's always something. It's how we work through it and what we do about it that makes all the difference. So what I appreciate about it is that the timing of it happened where um, we, we had enough time to put a secondary plan in place. Um, we were able to work through it and talk about it as a family. Like, hey, this is not this is not ideal. This is bad news, but we're going to work through it. We're going to do our best and we're still going to do what we can to get down to hive life. And then it ends up costing you another you know, $2,500 to rent um, a Penske to get there and back. You know, when you're a small business, that just cuts right off the bottom line. Um, and so th that hurts no matter which way you cut it. But that's what it took um, to get um, all of our stuff down to Hive Life. You know, I, I didn't realize how many pallets of things that we had to bring, but we we spent about three hours in the rain rearranging this truck to try to get all the pallets on because we were we had too much to go on so we shifted and then we moved and we tried this it was like a bad game of tetris um to get um all those pallets on but we got um all of the pallets on and um, in the 12th hour literally yeah. 12 p.m <laughs> i mean it was it was it was afternoon we got all 12 pallets of product on and um 
and got down the road. Because it was a holiday weekend, so we couldn't even pick it up until Tuesday, and we were leave, we were supposed to leave first thing Wednesday morning. So we did everything we could to get ready over the weekend, yeah. but Greg was still not feeling well. And so it was challenging. That I really mean, I, me to say to say it wasn't challenging those weeks beforehand him, with him not feeling well because there's only so much I can do with pallets of things. Um, I'm only five three. If you can't tell, even just from here, I, I'm there, short. You taller. There you go. There it's better. I'll sit up straight. Either way, even if I sit up straight, I'm still five three. And so you know. It's Greg and Jacob are one of our older sons that usually do all the pallet work. And when dad's not feeling well, um, you know, he, he, you know, he's usually the one navigating the big stuff. So I won't, I won't pretend to say that it wasn't challenging. And I was hoping and just praying that you were going to feel better because if not, I mean, what do you do? It's farming. You dig in, you do the work. It hurts. It's ugly. It's dirty. It's messy. Um, a lot of farming feels like you are working 10 times as hard as everybody else for a 10th um, of the income, yeah. but we love it. This is where our heart's at. This is what we want to be doing with our life. This is what we feel called to do. Um, so whether it's win, lose, or draw, that's that's what we do. We just keep going. Just keep going forward. That That's also a part of the message, the 100th video, is it's slow and steady. The only thing, the only constant in life is change. Um, and things are all changing so quick, so fast. We, if anything, we're able to teach our kids and, and they're able to see an example of you just keep moving. Here's yeah. what's going on. You just, you just dig through, you work through it, you know, but when you're, when you're not feeling good, you know, and things are starting to go wrong, it's costing you money. Um, and you're already stretched financially um, to, to, to have these products to take to Hive Life. Um, to try to sell, you know, it's, it's a lot. Um, and, but the takeaways for me is, is that no matter what it is, um, there is, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. Eventually yeah. you might not see it. Sometimes that light feels like it's the train getting ready to hit you head on. But um, I think that's, that's just part of it. It's truly a journey of learning. And when, if we're doing nothing more than teaching our children how to face adversity with a smile and know that you can walk away, even if you feel like you've lost, you're walking away from it going, we've learned something. Okay. So that's important. So I appreciate that and, and that we have those experiences and we're open and teaching our kids those experiences now so that maybe when they have to face similar experiences that they, that they can come out on top too. It is. Uh, it was fun to have the whole family um, at Hive Life. We had all seven kids. Yeah. Uh, grandma, they had fun uh, cruising around town. Uh, Most of our kids aren't old enough to go into the conference, but right. um, half of them were, and you know, a couple of them came and helped. Yep. And um, it was it was just fun knowing everyone was there. The whole team was was there, um, at least in the area, um, enjoying. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it, it was just, it was so awesome um, to just the support by our community um, to, to come stop by, say hi, um, but also support us financially um, is tremendous. You know, that's how we keep all these things moving forward. Yeah. Um, and so for us, it was important for us to be able to provide um, the products that we use and believe in that are premium products, um, provide opportunities for folks to have access 
to those as well. Um, and so we were the only vendor to have um, wax, a, a wax dipped um, premium quality box, um, which we had the the Premier Pura box. Yeah, that was it. Was, to me, it was awesome to be able to provide something like that, unique, um, different. That was a, a a premium, high quality product, um, and it's things that we use, we can speak to, we have experience with. Yeah. For me, it was awesome to, be able to put folks in touch with those things too. You know, there's a lot of different products out there. There's there's everything from um, very inexpensive, um, budget grade, um, everything, all the way up to um, premier um, quality type products. There's something for everybody oh, um, yeah. within that price range, within that um, that quality. Not not everybody. Ever some you know sometimes you need that cheaper um, get you by kind of a product, and sometimes you need something on the other end. But that's the cool thing about beekeeping is you get to kind of choose what you what you um, what meets your budget and what meets your expectations for quality too. And I think it's it's customization. You get to customize what your beekeeping looks like. Some people will use the more expensive hives and hive bodies, and you know, I mean, because there are some companies that have those um more the ones that are plastic and insulated and all that. Well, um, and the you know, those are definitely more expensive. And, right. And then you have a budget grade, you know, pine box. And yeah, that's not that's not as expensive. And if that's what your budget can handle, then start that way. If that's the only way you can start, start that way. I mean, that's the whole point is that beekeeping is what you make it. Just like I could speak to homeschooling is what you make it. There are, right. I could go and buy a $600 curriculum or I can go to the Dollar Tree and buy some paper and pencils and and the library and get free books and still have an amazing, memorable experience with my children. Right. So it's what you make of it. And I think if that's what you can afford, you you do what is in your budget to afford. That's and the go cool from thing there. about Hive Life is there is something for everybody, no matter what the um, expectation is, what you need uh, to suit your needs, where your budget is, there's something absolutely for everybody there. And um, I think I the think vendors really cool. are trying to bring their best. And so hopefully, you know, you got the best of whatever yeah. you bought there and that you got to see something new or see something you hadn't seen before. And that's important. Yep. So it's it's neat when there's so many vendors there. Um, there's, it's not a, a competition between um, vendors, but it's there, there are so many products, sometimes even the same products, um, all in the same space that are seemingly competing for um, the same dollars or, or the same um, a- attendees. But at the end of the day, um, bringing products that you stand behind, that you believe in, that you use, that you have experience, that you can speak to. When folks do that, I think it's really neat because it, it's it's genuine. Um, and, and folks, you, you're not we're not just bringing something so we can hawk it so we can just make a quick buck. No, um, and we so truly I, I like appreciate that. the people that pre-ordered and right. came to the booth and bought. And even if you didn't buy anything and you came over and said hi and that you appreciated the channel or anything, like, subscribe, and and watch the channel, that's important too. The people, I, I we have to be able to sell products to finance the booth um, and to, be, to make all of that cash flow. Um, but for me, the greatest... Um, revenue stream is is nothing that's measured and and 
currency capital or capital currency. It's the people. Yeah. If we didn't have a mortgage and children to feed, <laughs> we would go to Hive Life and just enjoy. And just capture and just, content. Yeah, just be with the people. In that too, for sure. And we would just be with the people. But we have to come as a vendor with a booth because we our kids like to eat. So there's that. And um, they, the boys yeah. seem to have some hollow legs that they're filling. So they the are kids, going through a lot of food. Several of them are going through growth spurts here. And it's like, I don't even know where you can put all that food. I don't know. They just pack it away. So they're like little chipmunks in the winter, packing it in their cheeks and stuff. Yeah. So um, no complaints. I love that I have healthy kids that like to eat. But I, you know, if we could come to Hive Life for just the community aspect and enjoy and not have to be a vendor. Yeah. I would totally do that too. And, um, you know, maybe one day we will, but at this point we have seven children to keep a roof over their head and, and feed. So we come as vendors and we truly appreciate, uh, your, your support and that you, if you came to the booth and bought something, we absolutely love it. And if you didn't, and you still need supplies, package Queens nukes or supplies, visit naturesimagefarm.com and I will be the one that ships it out to you. <laughs> it's, Susie's the one that handles um, all that. that. That's one of the, the, the great things about um, of, of us being involved in this hive life life. We're living the hive life um, because it is it encompasses every aspect of us, whether it's um, taking our business to Severeville to to bring what we do here and 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 uh, make those opportunities available for folks, um, whether it's we are are um, selling our our products, our wax dip boxes and frames and bucket feeders and things like that here locally, whether we're shipping those off, we're bringing what we do as a roadshow to Hive Life, but we're doing it here. We're focused on the people, whether the people are here, whether the people there, whether it's you watching at home. That's what it's about is is keeping keeping this community moving forward. It's an honor to be able to have products that folks want to use, that they need, um, that brings value to um, their farms and apiaries is the coolest thing um, in the world. And we're just about ready. We're, we're in that season right now of, of planning for 2023. I haven't caught my breath yet from Hive Life, but it is, it's, it's time to make sure that we are focused on this upcoming season. Yeah, it's exciting. I think I love I love the planning part. Um, I'm a gardener and a homeschool mom. So there is now that the Hive Life conference is over, I'm looking at um I already have one conference in my phone calendar for um, you know, the homeschool basically training workshop. I've been doing it for over a decade, but I still enjoy meeting people and talking, you know, talk and uh, shop talk and uh, you know those teacher in training days that they call them you know in yeah. school. <laughs> so, but seed catalogs are beautiful. You know, like bee catalogs are the same. You just flip through them and see what you you know what you really want. But you know, it's fun. There's, we're in that planning phase. We're, there's there's so there's a lot of things that we're planning right now is the educational outreaches. Um, you're booked for conferences already. <laughs> we're we're booked. Yeah, we're. Um, if you're interested in having us come speak um, at your bee club or a conference, uh, shoot us an email at naturesimagefarm at gmail dot com. Um, we've got a lot of local things um, coming up um, and some distant things, but uh, we have. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward. We have a uh, later this uh, in the spring. 
um, we're going to be um, speaking to some homeschoolers here at our local library, yeah. which is, I think is so cool. Um, there will be some bee clubs um, in the state of Ohio and surrounding states that we'll be traveling um, to go uh, visit and speak with. Um, we're going to be uh, a featured speaker at the Honey in the Hills conference in West Virginia um, here coming up in March. And that is not far from us. No, that's it's actually not. closer than a couple of the major towns in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, we'll drop some links below um, on on the websites. I, I believe it's honeyinthehills.org. Um, but if I'm wrong on that, I'll make sure we're we're going to put the links. I was going to say I'll look. But... Yeah, we'll put the the links in the the, the description here. But you talk about uh, an incredible uh, lineup. You've got uh, Dr. Uh, Humberto. We've got uh, Paul Kelly, Kent Williams. Um, I'm missing a bunch already because my brain's fried. Um, old uh, beekeeping with Natalie, she'll be there. Oh wow! That's are they be cool. local to that? They're they're in Missouri, but they're a part oh. of, of the uh, kids um, beekeeping education program. Oh, okay. Um, so they'll be there too. Um, it's going to be a really good time with just some of the some of the best folks in the country. Um, so we're honored um, to be uh, a speaker at that conference. Um, I like speaking at bee clubs and conferences because I like, I'm not really interested in saying, here's all the things that we did right. And you should do them too. What I'm most interested in is sharing some of our hard lessons learned. Um, and the things that we kind of had to learn the hard way that way we can pass that information along to the next generation of beekeepers or the current generation of beekeepers. So maybe they can avoid those pitfalls. Yeah. Um, but then they can make their own mistakes and then pass those on to somebody else. And then when we're operating in that kind of transparency, the next round of beekeepers are the one, there are those, those keep successors. Doing they just keep yeah. doing better and better and better. I think it's fair to say that we are definitely, um, we are, we are, we are living um, and operating and we are successful because we're, we're on the, we're on the shoulders of giants that came before us. And it's, it, I think it's our duty. Um, and it's our calling to, to do the same thing too. Um, it's not about looking at Greg and Susan or anybody else and saying, wow, they're fantastic. They're great. Pat them on the back. It's not about that. What we want to do is be able to, is to, um, have folks just absolutely on fire with not being afraid of making some mistakes, learning some things the hard way, putting that one foot in front of the other. Um, that is what it's about. So yeah. if we can share our journey, not only in beekeeping or homesteading, but just in life, to me, I think that has long withstanding. Um, it sets people up to be okay with accepting an outcome that may seem like a loss or it may seem like a failure, um, but it starts to frame the context and say, hey, we're learning from this. We're gonna we're gonna share this with 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 our network, with our community. We're all gonna do better, just like the honey bee is the hive. We're better together. That's right. So that's coming up here uh, in just a few couple months in March. Um, so that that's gonna be absolutely awesome. Um, there's so much more uh, that I want to share with you guys. What's upcoming on some podcasts? Oh, well, I don't know. I didn't have enough coffee yet this evening. We had a well. I just have to share this, and then we—it's an hour and fifteen minutes in, so then we'll have to get—we'll wrap this one up because this this went long. Yeah. But um, I just have to share this. It's been a long day. Um, we had 
so since we moved out in the boonsticks, um, we haven't been to a Costco in almost eight years, probably eight years, probably so. Anyhow, we had four generations in Costco today, including Greg Burns, which was fighting me tooth and nail because it is a very clustered area of town where this Costco is located. And, uh, okay, stop, sit up. And so everybody did fine. Everybody survived. We lived through the experience and we had grandma, great, great grandma, grandma, mom, and the children. That's four generations in the Costco to shop. Now, listen, I don't want to say this because I do. I used to love a Costco, but I tell you what, after shopping at Sam's Club for eight years, I'm going to say I'm not going to drive an hour to go. I mean, there's a few things I thought, wow, that's cool. I'm glad you, they had that. You know but what? You I, know, I'm not going to go there like once a month or anything crazy. You know what I think of Costco and Sam's Club or grocery stores in general? It's a good thing that you don't have to do the grocery shopping or our kids would starve to death. I'm just not a big fan. <laughs> Listen, that's why we're tired because we had to go and do that. But it was a good experience. We got to see great grandma. We got to see grandma and Jeffy and we got to see that's, all the people. And so um, I like seeing those kind of people. But there's just something about being thrown into Columbus and the traffic and the people and the lack of any kind of decency or courtesy. It's just I don't. I just that's why we I moved out like to the boon sticks. But I love people and I love meeting with people and talking with people. As long as they're not cutting you off. But on, when they're cutting you the off and lane. they're honking and they're <laughs> flicking you off and you're I'm just I just not a not a big, big fan. fan. Yeah. Not, not a big I know. fan anyway. But it was kind of so anyway, we're a little worn out and we have kept everybody into nine o'clock hour. So we do want to make sure that we say a big thank you to Amy Buner. Um, she sent us a cool question about um what exactly does your logo mean? And so we're going to go into detail on exactly all the things that make our logo special to us. And I think it'll make it special for you too, um, whether it's on a t-shirt that you might have bought or a coffee mug or a tumbler, or you just see it, you'll know that it has some meaning and what it actually means. So that's going to be a, a, a fun upcoming um, episode as the season unfolds. You know, right now we are busy um, getting the next shop um, planned out and we have to start building some walls and getting that into uh, a little bit further down Habitable. the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, for us it's, it's, um, and being a, a small, small farm and, and business, it's the, some of these steps take longer than you want and you have to finance them and you have to get the cash flow and you have to do all these things to just put one foot, um, in front of the other. So, um, there's going to be a lot to share on that whole aspect of putting a shop together, a retail shop, um, to to meet folks where they are at to to provide the products to provide that hands on training. It's a, it's a place for our if, especially for our community. It's a place where we gather. Yeah. And we meet every other week, and we allow people to come in and experience the learning yard and local home homeschool homegrown donuts and coffee for free. Ooh, and, and I think a popcorn machine. And we might. We I don't know. We'll see if that's in the budget. I think we need but, a popcorn machine. Um, it'd be like rural king without the ruler king. In the rural, but not the king. And anyway. Hard to compete with rural king. I don't know if we can get their popcorn. But anyway, 
long story short, yes, it takes a lot. It's man hours that we don't necessarily always have to sacrifice, but we, we are trying to push that needle forward and get that shop done for this spring on the customers and the, all the pickups and the bees and all the fun stuff. So we're, we're trying to do that. Luckily, it's a blessing to have the shop we already have. So if we have to operate out of that one for a little while this spring, that's okay. And we'll make whatever work we always do. We'll make it work. We always do. We always make the best of what we have. We're a large family in a small home and we have always made that work. So we'll just make it work and we we're just going to keep going. We always make the best with what we've got to work with. And That's right. Right now, there's so many irons in the fire. We are ramping up for bee season. Yep. Um, so we're making all the plans um, and... Um, We've got uh, right now we're planning for nukes and packages um, and queens. Um, and so that is a whole other several conversation episodes on gearing up the equipment uh, to be able to make the splits, yep. um, gearing up the equipment um, for all of the uh, queen mating boxes, um, gearing up for the timing and logistics of, um, of the package runs. Um, it's all it's a very. It seems if like when we're in the midst of it, it's finely tuned, but it takes a lot of pre-planning um, and finances and logistics to get everything in order uh, to do that. Yeah. But um, if you are looking for nukes, packages, or queens, or supplies, you can visit us at naturesimagefarm.com. We're taking orders right now for um, our Ohio nukes, our Ohio queens, and also uh, the southern packages that we bring up and deliver. Um, it's a great way for folks to, no matter what your skill set is or what your goal is, um, packages are absolutely fantastic. And so are new, so are nukes in their own rights for specific purposes. Um, and so we're happy to, to talk at length and maybe we'll have a, a whole episode on kind of the pros and cons of each. Um, but I think there is a lot of opportunities for folks, um, to use packages and nukes or both to not only, uh, grow out their yard to get those bulk bees kind of happening. Um, but it, it's it's also a fun way to learn different aspects of beekeeping yeah. that maybe you haven't seen before. Um, we have, we're just about sold out. We were almost sold out um, in June or if we were almost sold out at Hive Life for June Queens. Um, we've got about another uh, probably 350 or 400 Queens left in that June spot. And then June will be sold out and we will be moving into um, July. As we kind of progress, we're going to talk a lot more um, about um, how we, how and why it's important for us to raise the queens the way that we do. Um, we could easily run five to 7,000 queens if we did them in a different context. Um, but that context doesn't fit um, our goals our management style or the, or the type of quality that we want to make sure that we're putting out. So we're raising less Queens, um, but they're higher quality Queens. I feel than if we were to do it a different way, not to say that the other way is bad. Um, but we've learned a lot from a lot of folks, um, who have done this for so long. Um, and context is, key. And context we, is where key. we are, where we are yep. in our climate. Where we are in our climate, where we are in our growth, and what we want to see from these bees dictates what we do and how we do and why um, we do. So looking forward to maybe talking a little bit more about 
um, nukes and queens and packages um, as we kind and of and drop move us forward. a comment if you have if you have an idea for an episode that you'd like to see come out. Um, we'll always look forward to reading all those and catching up with you guys on that because although we have things that we can talk about, doesn't mean that you know that we we're not open to uh, suggestions on what you guys are thinking or needing. Yeah. Uh, questions answered on. What do you guys want to hear? We um, we're an open book. We have we have. I don't want to say we've been there, done that, but we've had so many unique and fun learning opportunities and experiences here, uh, throwing so many things against the wall to see what stuck. And here we are now, uh, and this is our focus. And I enjoy every aspect of it. I really do. Um, whether it's uh, fooling around and doing some some backyard foraging, raising chickens. Uh, cutting trees and putting them on the sawmill, raising and butchering your own uh, pork. I, I love living life at its fullest. Um, and uh, that's what a homestead life is. That's right. We're living uh, that hive life. And it's, it is, uh, we're better together. It, it's, we're surrounded by community. Um, we're all involved in w- with what each other does. We, we want to see everybody do well. Um, I think that's what it means to us. What does living the hive life mean? It means just that we are working, we're collaborating um, as one big whole, as a community. We want to lift each other up. We want to see each other do well. And I think that's the important thing. As we move forward, no matter um, if you have a YouTube channel, a podcast, a business, um, or a, a, a little, a local group, a community, if when it's about the people, you can't go wrong. Yep. When you put the people first, um, it just sets everybody up for success. That's right. So I think on that, uh, do you have any any last final thoughts you want to add before we go? Not tonight. We'll just keep. We'll just. I just keep making a list for Greg to remember all the things we had. Um, we had every. We we touched all of our our points for tonight, so that's good. I didn't see any comments come in, so I'm almost wondering if that froze or people were just so enthralled with our conversation that they never commented. I don't know which one it was. Probably our internet. But hopefully you guys got the whole show and sorry for keeping you on for an hour and 25 minutes to ramble on about thus and such. Yeah. But um, we will be ramping up for next week, which is, you know, more, yeah. more, more things. Homeschool mom life. I've got meals to plan and, and freezer meals to cook and, and you've got work and more work and more work. <laughs> We've got queen mating boxes to get short up and wax dip and, um, as we check in, I think what would be cool is we'll just check in with each other and see what we're kind of doing and bring that, uh, right here to the, to the podcast. So folks can get uh, an idea on, on how is it a family of nine lives on a farm, um, with, uh, a, a beekeeping business. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of share all those things. I'm looking forward to, uh, today is, uh, Sunday, yep. the something of, some month january 15th january 15th january 15th tomorrow Uh, is martin luther king day tomorrow we have a fantastic episode uh one of the it is the very first in the hive life interview series uh you do not want to miss it uh this is a very special intro episode with uh yappy the b-man steve jimenez and fred dunn yeah and it is just super super cool uh, so I'm excited to kind of uh, lead off the Hive Life interview series uh, with that episode. It's going to be awesome. Be on the lookout on our TikTok, Instagram, and even our YouTube shorts for Izzy interviews, um, where Izzy uh, cruises around Hive Life 
uh, and interviews folks and asks from the perspective um, of a 13-year-old girl beekeeper. That's right. And she, I'm so proud of her. She's did, did an awesome job. Um, and so she gets a kick out of the likes and the comments too. So I want to thank you guys for watching, for supporting our farm. Uh, it was great seeing you guys at Hive Life. We're looking forward to following you as you live your Hive Life in 2023. Looking forward to sharing as we do the same. And um, if you're interested in nukes, packages, or queens, check us out at Nature's Image Farm. Com. And uh, if you have a new YouTube channel, um, you have any comments or you want to shoot us a message, uh, you can find us at naturesimagefarm at gmail.com. Uh, and until next time, remember to be the lighthouse. And be the change that you want to see in this world. We'll see you next time. See ya.